0: Some of the world's best-loved comedians have tiptoed on the edge of decency and political correctness from time to time. Take, for example, the acerbic wit of Joan Rivers, whose skits about the Holocaust regularly whipped her audiences into a tizzy and firmly established her as one of America's sharpest mouthpieces. But before Perez Hilton blogged and mocked A-listers falling out of rehab, Joan was doing it on stage IRL. It may come as no surprise then that the star of today's episode, Kathy Griffin, was a close friend of Joan's and her partner in crime no pun intended. Griffin, a two-time Emmy and Grammy award-winning comedian, has been on our screens since the 1980s. Her reality TV show, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, catapulted her celebrity during the noughties. She has frequently appeared on CNN's New Year's Eve broadcast and starred in numerous stand-up comedy specials for HBO and Bravo. For the latter network, she recorded 16 television specials. In 2013, she was inducted into the Guinness Book of World Records for the highest number of aired television specials on any TV network. She is, by her own admission, one of the most powerful figures in comedy today. Griffin's blunt approach and self-deprecating humor, although often close to the bone, especially surrounding celebrity culture and hashtag MeToo, is accepted because she tells it how it is, exposing truths often hidden and protected by the patriarchy. More importantly, Griffin doesn't punch down, She uses her wit and ability to highlight what is and to hold powerful people to account. However, in 2017, Griffin's career in comedy almost came to a definitive end. But before we open this Pandora's box of tweets, death threats, and bloodied heads, let's briefly remind ourselves how that defining year started. In case you'd forgotten, on the 20th of January 2017, Donald Trump was inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States. The Donald, as he once told Griffin to address him, played a major role in Kathy Griffin's cancellation. Let's see how it unfolded. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subject of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter, because all of them are judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. Griffin, a staunch Democrat, widely known as an advocate for women's rights and as an LGBTQIA ally, was no stranger to tackling the opposition. Griffin caused controversy when she confronted Republican Congresswoman Michelle Bachmann over her views on homosexuality at the 2010 Radio and Television Correspondents Association dinner. According to Griffin, she asked Bachmann, quote, were you born a bigot or did you grow into it? End quote a reference to Backman's belief homosexuality is strictly environmental. During her TV career, Griffin continually mocked and spoofed another well-known Republican of the time, Sarah Palin. You see, for Griffin, a comedian by nature, nothing was out of bounds. She would travel above and beyond for the sake of a good gag, but nothing could prepare her for what came next. On the 30th of May 2017, a photo was published on the TMZ blog with the title, quote, Kathy Griffin beheads President Trump, end quote. The photo, taken during a photo shoot earlier that year with photographer Tyler Shields, showed Griffin wearing a blue pussy bow dress and holding a mask of Donald Trump covered in fake blood. Although one of many photos taken that day in which Griffin was being controversial with the content, this photo stood out. It was Griffin's response to Trump's attack on Fox News host, Megyn Kelly, in which he said, quote, she had blood coming out of her eyes or blood coming out of her wherever, end quote. A remark seemingly lambasting menstruation. Griffin wanted to create an image parodying his sexist remarks and turning the insults back on him. After all, he'd never apologize for his comments. The photo quickly gained momentum and started appearing on other news sites. Sure enough, it ended up on Twitter, and then all hell broke loose. Griffin was the focus of a breaking news story on CNN and very publicly canceled. Within minutes, she was dropped by her agents, sacked from hosting that year's New Year's Eve broadcast on CNN, a job she'd held on to for the previous eight years, and the rest of her cross-country tour dates were scrapped. She was deemed too risky for theaters to book. Within 12 hours after that image was released, she didn't have a day's work ahead of her. Then came the tweets. A CNN co-star Anderson Cooper said, quote, for the record, I'm appalled by the photo shoot Kathy Griffin took part in. It is clearly disgusting and completely inappropriate, end quote. Chelsea Clinton tweeted, quote, this is vile and wrong. It's never funny to joke about killing a president, end quote. To be fair, Griffin's image is not exactly on the same scale as Caravaggio's painting, Salome with the head of St. John the Baptist, She is clearly holding a mask of Trump and not a replica of his head. The fake blood squirted across the mask is clearly fake. It does not resemble an actual decapitated head of the current president of the United States. But Trump failed to see it that way. He tweeted, "Kathy Griffin should be ashamed of herself. My children, especially my 11-year-old son Barron, are having a hard time with this. Sick." His other son, Trump Jr., tweeted, "Quote." Disgusting, but not surprising. This is the left today. They consider this acceptable. Imagine a conservative did this to Obama as POTUS. End quote. Trump Jr. clearly chose to forget that time Republicans hung an effigy of Obama from a tree. Griffin and Trump were no strangers. They had appeared together in 2014 on the American version of The Apprentice. When introducing Griffin, Trump says, quote, I've known Kathy Griffin for a long time. I'm sure she'll be attacking my hair and lots of other crap today, but that's okay. End quote. When she walks onto the stage, he then says, quote, come baby, you look great, end quote. Griffin then jokes that she's finally made it, quote, we're playing at the golf club, end quote. Quite clearly, it was all for show. Later that day, in an attempt to rectify the situation, Griffin released an apology video. It read like this, quote, I sincerely apologize. I'm just now seeing the reaction of these images. I'm a comic, I crossed the line. I move the line, then I cross it. I went way too far. The image is too disturbing. I understand now it offends people. It wasn't funny, I get it. I've made lots of mistakes in my career. I will continue to do so. I ask for your forgiveness. I'm taking down the image. I'm going to ask the photographer to take down the image and I beg for your forgiveness. I went too far, I made a mistake and I was wrong. This quickly became a battle between red and blue. Then came the death threats. Trump supporters didn't hold back. At first, they came on Twitter, and then through the mail. Griffin describes the mailman arriving the next morning with a sack of posts so big it was like a cartoon. And it didn't stop there. The death threats were no joke, and as a result, the FBI contacted her and offered their protection because they judged there was a credible threat on her life. And it wasn't just Griffin who received hate mail. During this turbulent period, her sister Joyce was diagnosed with terminal cancer. During the late stages of her life, Joyce was confined to hospital and received death threats until the day she died. If all that wasn't enough, through her entertainment attorney, Alan Isaacman, whom she'd hired during the fallout, Griffin found out the Department of Justice and the Oval Office had opened an ongoing investigation on her and were considering charging her, for the first time in history, with conspiracy to assassinate the President of the United States. Threatening the President of the United States is a federal felony. It consists of knowingly and willfully mailing or otherwise making, quote, any threat to take the life of, to kidnap or to inflict great bodily harm upon the president of the United States, end quote. If Griffin were found guilty, she'd go to prison for life. When being interviewed on the weekly, Griffin said, quote, the president and his family are personally trying to decimate me, end quote. Footage then emerged of Griffin and the photographer Tyler on the day of the shoot. When viewing the picture, Griffin can be heard saying, quote, we have to move to Mexico today because we are going to federal prison because we are not surviving this, End quote. It begs the question, why did Griffin release the photo knowing it would create the global shitstorm it did? Could her intention have been to really rattle the president? It's possible she expected a backlash, but not to this degree. It was an artistic and comedic political statement. The image that Griffin created was indeed meant to shake people up and shock. She tweeted, quote, Obviously, I do not condone any violence by my fans or others to anyone ever. I'm merely mocking the mocker in chief. End quote. At a press conference in June, Griffin defended the image, saying, quote, I'm always going to stick up for women who've been demeaned by Trump. End quote. But clearly, rattled by the situation, said, quote, I don't think I'll have a career after this. I'm going to be honest, he broke me. I'm broken. I'm 56 years old, I'm 110 pounds wet. I've had everybody turn on me and I just want to make people laugh," she added. That's all I want to do, so I screwed up, end quote. As if the death threats and being canceled wasn't enough, for the next two months, Griffin was placed on the no-fly list, the same treatment suspected terrorists receive, which meant she couldn't leave America. For someone who travels for a living, this undoubtedly stung. Once the initial two months were over, she was allowed to fly but put on the Interpol list. Without a day's work ahead of her and knowing she wouldn't be working in the US in the near future, she set her sights on a world tour. Kathy Griffin, being Kathy Griffin, did the things she knew best and channeled the recent turmoil back into comedy. She created a stand-up show called Laugh Your Head Off, a pun on the recent photo shoot. But because Griffin was on the Interpol list, she faced obstacles at every turn. She describes a situation in Singapore where her passport and phone were taken and she was left in a room for six hours without any explanation why. And this was not a one-off occurrence. During this 18 country tour, Griffin was detained at every single airport. Although the shows were a success overall and Griffin was performing in prestigious venues like the Sydney Opera House, behind the scenes she was struggling. The toll of the situation was clearly having an impact. In the documentary, Kathy Griffin, A Hell of a Story, Filmed and created during this period, Griffin can be seen crying on camera, the emotional strain and the weight of the situation bearing down on her. On the first night of the tour, a pro-Trump supporter came to the show in Auckland and threw a bottle of ketchup at her whilst on stage. Luckily, he missed. In the documentary, Griffin shares how many of her Hollywood community turned their backs on her when she really needed support. Feeling that she should probably give up comedy for good, she received a call from Jim Carrey on the days the walls caved in, who told her she was the most famous comedian in the world today and encouraged her to continue. Rock legend Stevie Nicks also showed her support and said, quote, you only did what we were all thinking, end quote. Months had passed since the release of the image, but the interrogation by the Department of Justice continued. Every day they called her attorney and asked if she was coming in. They wanted Griffin to go to the LA jail downtown and participate in a perp walk. A perp walk is a staged event outside a jail so the media can have footage of the person under investigation in a jumpsuit and cuffs surrounded by law enforcement officers. Griffin adamantly refused on the grounds she hadn't broken any laws or violated the First Amendment. In a nutshell, the First Amendment of the United States of America guarantees freedoms concerning religion, expression, assembly and the right to petition. The First Amendment is there to protect US citizens from government persecution. For stand-up comedians like Griffin, it means, in theory, she can express her views and tell her jokes without the fear of being arrested or going to prison. In Griffin's case, her image was not illegal. It was Griffin's way of commenting on Trump's presidency and the heinous comments he was getting away with. Obviously, this doesn't stop you from being cancelled, because as we've seen time and time again, if your audience doesn't stand by you, you're doomed to fail. In response to the perp walk, Alan Isaacman, Griffin's entertainment lawyer, negotiated that Griffin could be interrogated under oath at his office. Knowing the importance of the situation, Griffin practiced for months, knowing full well that if she messed up, she could easily face a lifetime behind bars. Luckily, her rehearsals and insistence that she was innocent paid off, and after the interrogation, Griffin was exonerated. No further charges were made. Today, Griffin speaks at length about what she learned during those years. She believes she was targeted because she was a woman in the spotlight. You see, Kathy Griffin wasn't the only celebrity to take a pop at Trump. In 2016, as Trump's presidential campaign was gaining momentum, Marilyn Manson released a promo video for his new album, Say Ten, which, funnily enough, was directed by Tyler Shields, Griffin's image maker. The minute or so long clip ends with the beheading of a man dressed in a navy blue suit and wearing a red tie. It was supposed to resemble Trump. The official video, released the next year, omitted the Trump imagery but did star Johnny Depp. During his appearance at Glastonbury Festival in 2017, Johnny Depp joked about assassinating the president. He said, quote, When was the last time an actor assassinated the president? End quote. Making a direct reference to the death of Abraham Lincoln by John Wilkes Booth in 1865. He added, quote, I want to clarify I am not an actor. I lie for a living. However, it's been a while and maybe it's time. End quote. Griffin believes these threats were brushed under the carpet due to the men's A-list celebrity status and wealth. Griffin firmly believes she was taken down because she's a self-made, self-employed, one-woman band without any financial backing or franchise for protection. This was a systematic annihilation and a clear idea of how Trump's presidency would continue. He abused his power as president to make a point. Notoriously sensitive to criticism, Trump used his status and his Twitter to elevate his superiority wherever he felt necessary, especially over women. Once the hoo-ha was over, Griffin said she regretted the apology video and blamed her decision on releasing it because she, quote, received so much good and bad advice on the day the walls caved in, it was hard to make a clear judgment on the best course of action to take, end quote. Griffin, however, was able to have the last laugh. Taking back control, she reshared the 2017 image after Trump falsely declared victory in the 2020 presidential election. Griffin clearly played her trump card. This episode was written by Rhiannon Styles. This is a Broccoli production.